0: going beyond the headlines getting to the heart of the story calgary today with joe mcfarland on 770 chqr he knows a good story when he hears one and he loves sharing them even more calgary today with joe mcfarland on 770 chqr Greetings and salutations, friends! Happy Thursday, the day before Pledge Day, 2019. Here on 770 CHQR, looking forward to a day for the kids. But we got to get through today first. We're going to start things off with episode two, I guess, the second edition. We have, we got to come up with some lingo for this thing, but the counselor roundtable is just around the corner. And last time around, we had Councillors Diane Collier-Cart, as well as Shane Keating and Jeff Davison. And Councillor Davison is actually kind of the centerpiece for what we're going to launch our conversation on today with Councillors Joe Maglioka and Sean Chu. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hey. Good afternoon. Fantastic stuff to uh, to be able to... We're trying things a little different. Last time we had three. This time we're going to have two. Uh, this time we have two of the three amigos. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit about the, the name there in a second. But uh, let's fire right into this one. Because the big news of the day, obviously, is uh, the event center, arena, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we finally have pen to paper, signatures signed. You guys good with this? Yes. Absolutely.
1: Why? Well... Do you want to go ahead or do you want me to? Sure,
2: start? yeah, I can go first. And uh, first of all, everybody knows that I voted no to the West Village mm-hmm. initially, just arena deal. I think that's a very bad deal because we, the city has to spend a lot of money on remediation of the land, mm-hmm. up to $800 million, and then not much return. And in this case, it's different. Event center, we just need a, uh, like everybody understands, any big mall. You need an anchor tenant. In this case, could be anything, but in this case, it's the arena. And uh, because the event center, we get a lot of uh, uplift around the arena, and that city owns. The difference is Edmonton, one person owns it, Mm -hmm. right? In Calgary, we own it. We can uplift uh, the tax increase. And also, we, we also get the naming rights, some of it. And also uh, 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 the the tax, property tax on the retail side right. of it. So it's a lot of uplifting. Mm-hmm. And then this like people say, is the glass half half empty or half full? The way I look at it in this case is half full because the other half is filled up by a private business.
1: Councilor yeah, Yeah, you know, and uh, like it's going to create thousands of jobs, first of all. And second of all, we're back on the map for talent to come back to Calgary. And having a new event center, it's really going to put us on the map again. And uh, uh, I, I think it's a good, good thing when situation for all of Calgary and probably for Alberta. Hey, Councillor Chu, you made mention
0: of the West Village idea. Would you have liked to see something similar, although be it for the East Village? And the reason I ask is a lot of people are asking, hey, we need a replacement for McMahon down the line at some point too. That thing's older than the dome right now. Why couldn't we have done something similar, bigger scale, one facility for our, like, be that hub of activity, including a football field or a, um, uh, what was the term? The, the, the outdoor field or even an indoor field for that mm-hmm. matter, the field house idea. Mm-hmm.
2: There's your field house, yes. Uh, first of all, you got to have the land. Right. You know, if we put the field house in East East Village, what about other development? Like we heard, there's other hotels, big chain hotels, they are already asking, kicking the tires, can we come in? Mm -hmm. So we have to show, like Councillor Joe Magioka said, we have to show the world that we are open for business.
1: Mm -hmm. Any thoughts? No, well, I, I I agree with you. You heard the commissioner of the CFL said maybe it might be a last great cup mm-hmm. they're going to have here in Calgary. So you know what, and that's just goes to show you. Like now with the new event center, we're going to have maybe all star games here. Now we can have a championship game here, and World Cup hockey, and the, the Fieldhouse. you know, uh, maybe an NFL team can come play some exhibition <laughs> games here. I have no
0: idea. I mean, they talked about it in Regina, so why wouldn't they exactly. talk about it here, yeah. right? But hey, we, need, we it's do gotta need be, it. it. It's got to be a matter of dreaming big at the end of the Absolutely. day, right? Walk us through What you'd like to see happen next with this facility and with the the hub in particular, because I think that's that's being overlooked in all of this conversation is, hey, it's it's more than just the the arena aspect of it. You've got the BMO Center expansion. You have everything else that's going on down there as well.
2: Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've ever ever been uh, the Ice District Mm. in in Edmonton, and Joe and I were when there uh, two three years ago Mm. when the just arena just done and uh, the land around it was basically. Feel nothing, yeah. it's empty, right? And then the last uh, few months ago, we went there and it was totally, totally mm. different story. There's people walking everywhere. Joe, remember that? Bar, the yeah. restaurant, everything's on the go. So that's something we want to do, but on our turn, because we own the land. We want to uplift and create some place people can go to, create some place people make an investment. Like we, you know. Being, being a fiscal conservative doesn't mean that we have to say no all the time to everything. We have to say yes sometimes on that the return on investment. In this one, there is the case, return on investment.
0: The second edition of the YYC Roundtable continuing here on Calgary Today. Last time around, we had three councillors in, this time two. We're just kind of messing with things, seeing what works, what doesn't, and continue this going on into the new year. Councillors Joe Maglioka and Sean Chu joining us here on the program. And Councillor Maglioka, before we took a look at the traffic update, uh, we were talking about the event center arena discussion. And one of the points that keeps being brought up every time those words are brought up is, okay, we can afford to give millionaires a bunch, uh, a big playpen now. Uh, What about those of us who need transit? You know, Green Line has become a a big uh, hot-button topic lately. Why is it that this project fits the bill, but something like Green Line doesn't, or doesn't seem to be getting as much traction as this one seemed to get? Well,
1: that's pretty easy. They're installing the Green Line where there was no ridership, like, Beginning, I remember when I first got elected, they were talking about the Green Line. And uh, at the time, Jason Kennedy and Michelle Rempel gave him a big check saying, we're going to do 42 kilometers uh, for about $5 billion, $6 billion. And today, there's not even a kilometer of track laid down yet. And the ridership is in the north side. Now, we've been talking about that. You know, myself, Councillor Jody and Chan Chu. And if it goes north... I don't have an issue with that because the ridership is going to pay for itself. So we go down south, we're going to be subsidizing the hell out of it. Why is it that there is no ridership down there? Is
0: it just because they, it hasn't been available? Is it that because we've become too dependent on our
1: vehicles down there? What's why the difference there? Well, I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, but I know the uh, north side where I represent. There's a lot of uh, a population there that would take the. Uh, uh, LRT, or they would take a BRT also, but we're looking at a BRT, and I think it's a lot cheaper to go that way and less expensive, and uh, it does the same function as the LRT. Does that mean that we need to, Councillor Chu,
0: pay more attention to what's going on on Deerfoot, because that's really the connector between, especially southeast Calgary and downtown Calgary?
2: That's right. I used to live down south, and, and only went one way out is Deerfoot. But, however, therefore, it's under the jurisdiction of the province. Mm-hmm. And let's get back a little bit about the green line you said. And Center Street route has been proven to actually make money for the city. I think there's only a route in the city to actually make money. Don't you want to make more money? Mm-hmm. So the the question is, as you, you talk about, you know, $4.6 or $4.9 billion, and uh, get us half of initially what we talk about the Green Line. And now, uh, Councillor Joe Magyoka and uh, Councillor uh, Jody Gondak and I would talk about is BRT. BRT, the way I look at it, Green Line equals uh, People Mover equals LRT mm-hmm. equals BRT. It's all the same. People say, well, we want to track. No, BRT works just fine. You know, you would get those, uh, those uh, long stretch a bus on Center Street. And then we can get people like you don't have to stop in between until maybe after Beddington and the further north into mm-hmm. uh, uh, Joe's area. And I believe that will work. And they only cost 10 to 20 percent of currently what it was supposed to project. It.
0: Do you think that with the original Green Line proposal that it was too ambitious at the end of the day? Oh, well, this,
2: yeah. yeah. See, the thing is that do we really need a Taj Mahal or you call it a platinum level of a service? Probably not. Silver, it can do. And then you heard that as a counselor, uh, uh, Uli proposal to, to kill the arena and put on money. Guess where the money go? All into his area. He wanted everything, spend all the money in his area. What yeah. about the north? Let's spend money somewhere you can actually make money. Make money so we can subsidize everybody else.
0: Did we make a mistake by not? Uh, I I hate using the term moratorium when we have these conversations about new communities, but should we have slowed down our growth outwards to try to make sure that we were servicing areas already existing versus what we seem to be doing now, which is piecemealing together transportation plans or other infrastructure plans for that future development?
1: Well, i got a lot of development in my area. i got mm-hmm. three big communities happening, and the levies of all that's going to bring into the city coffers about $200 million for the levies. And it creates tens of thousands of jobs in our community. And there's about 30,000 people that move into Calgary annually, and we've got to find houses for these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, they subsidize. They put in $200 million in levies, and it pays for itself. And it also creates uh, opportunity for the downtown core, too. We're getting... Uh, more uh, infrastructure done with that money also.
2: And um, uh, like to further what Joe has said is that the new area is actually way denser oh, than the, the developer area. Another thing I can't stand, it pissed me right off, <laughs> is that there's a lot of city, uh, city council members in one against the other. Mm-hmm. You heard it all the time, especially the mayor. I heard him so- saying that to people in, in the urban area. Say, see, your money is subsidizing the growth area. It's not true. Councilor jo- uh, Jody Gondak has asked the question. City answered. She has proven proven that 15 percent of all the levies in the new growth area is actually fixing, uh, for example, the 14th Street. BRT Southwest, yeah. the one everybody hated, mm-hmm. right? The money actually go in there, and right. everywhere else. The, what I'm trying to say is that there's only one taxpayer. There's only one pot of the money. Everybody use that pot. Would you, Joe? Would you go? To, uh, I don't know how many kids you have. Would you tell none you, yet? Hope, okay. Hopefully, uh-huh. some in down the, the line, yeah. right? <laughs> in the future, you have one daughter or uh, uh, one son. Mm-hmm. Would you tell your daughter that, hey? Yeah, uh, your brother spend all your money. You pit one against right. another. Why? That's stupid, most stupid, irresponsible way of building a city. We're building a home. A city is like home, but way bigger. Stop pitting one against other. Like it like myself and Joe Magioka, and others. We never want to do that because we understand we're all Calgarian, and stop divine and conquer it doesn't work people see through that
0: you've segued into a, a question i was going to ask later on but i'm going to ask it anyways is that especially the the pitting back and forth and, and i mean you're you've been in a couple of dog houses counselor chu and, <laughs> and i'm sure you've had a few of your fellow counselors in your own mm-hmm. dog house as well do you worry at all that we are becoming to um partisan politics within municipal politics. And and I've heard the the rumblings of, Hey, we're going to put slates of candidates together and Hey, we're, we're almost going to work under a party structure. Does that worry you that there becomes now that split where we could potentially see quote unquote, two parties bashing it out in council chambers when they're supposed to be representing their constituents?
2: Well, yeah. Uh, the way I look at it is that no way I, I'm, uh, I never, being any slate and will never be any slate. Calgary has spoken. We don't want any party. We don't want to be anybody's slate. So that's the way I am. And some people, you you probably heard that, oh, we support this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I welcome any support. It doesn't matter which side. And let's go back a little bit on council. Yes, councils sometimes kind of a little bit divided. Mm -hmm. And uh, thank goodness we don't have... Everybody agree on yeah. everything. I don't Could disagree you with that. that yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That would not serve no benefit to the citizen of Calgary whatsoever. For example, uh, uh, on the Olympic thing, guess who's the loudest? Drew Farrell, Councilor mm. Drew Farrell and Sean Chu. <laughs> you know, almost too extreme, but we work together on issue. That's the key. It's the merit, the merit of the issue. That's something we should only focus on. And then back back a, a, a little bit is that, um, uh, yeah, there's a fight. Mm-hmm. Right? The mayor shot, shot my mic off five times, right? <laughs> because he doesn't want to hear what I have to say. But you, whatever you feel that is.
0: Just off mic, counselors Joe Magliocca and Sean Chu said, We're 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 flying through this thing. Absolutely. We are. And we haven't even touched on half the topics that we could talk about Uh, very briefly. And we'll probably dive more into this after the four o'clock news. But let's go into those budget deliberations because uh, you had the week leading in, which is pretty busy because everybody's kind of staking their claim to what's going to happen. And then you had the week of, and even during the kind of the eleventh hour, we were seeing some proposals out there. You two, along with Councillor Jeremy Farkas, came out and said, "Hey, we should be looking at cuts."
1: Where would you have liked to see cuts? Well, hey Joe, that is easy. You know, at the end of the day, we try to cut and reduce uh, the public engagement uh, communications from for 1.2 million. We lost that vote ten to four five. Then we try to reduce the uh, fifty million dollars out of the hundred million opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, which is the corporate welfare fund. We tried and we lost twelve three, and then we also try to do a, uh, a reducing the arts development uh, budget for five million. We lost ten five also, and uh, the fifty million was lost at ten five also. I couldn't believe my fellow councillors did not give us the opportunity to give it to administration and look for fifty million dollars in cuts. Out of a billion dollars, you're telling me you can't find fifty million dollars where we would have the level field would have been none no residential taxes going up or business taxes going up. It would have been leveled. And that's where we met with a couple of counselors and we made this proposal and they liked it, then they changed their mind at the end of the day. I'm
0: kind of not surprised. It kinda of hails back to the the days where you knew everything was eight seven or nine six, yeah. right? And and here you have ten five, 10, ten five, ten five. So you knew that there was it did feel as though you were working against the 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 um, majority government so to speak in in a, in a sense
2: yeah so so uh, to further to what joe has said is that the, the proposal we made is actually we're not touching the top three services the citizen pick emergency service 911 and the transportation mm-hmm. and it would cut somewhere for example the arts they got from last year six point four million dollars to eleven point four million dollars, and then uh, we saw in uh, 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 in camera session the reason of what the, all the increase We said, no, we wanted this to be public, so it made it public, and guess what they're actually talking about increasing pay hey. increasing <laughs> mm-hmm. compensation and increasing on hiring. Oh my God, this day and age, how are we going to tell the thousands, thousands of people losing jobs? By the way, you lost jobs. That's okay. We're going to have increase. Three, two to three percent increase. City Council will try to cut, right? We try the hard, hardest we can. And then the, the, somewhere it doesn't hurt people, but cut somewhere we can, but we didn't get support. It's kind of, yeah, not very what good. we're asking
1: is just to do a cut. Uh, $50 million, you know, we've got to start cutting, like, your own home house budget. And I, I can't believe we even raise taxes. Like, in today's day, you know, they say oh, it's only a cup of coffee or this and that. But, you know, for some families, it's a loaf of bread. It's a decision. Do I buy bread or do I pay my tax increase? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just can't believe, you know, if we would have did the $50 million uh, uh, cut, uh, we would have been at a uh, neutral for business and non-residential.
2: And then yesterday, and you probably... Yeah, yesterday you probably heard about this uh, retirement mm-hmm. allowance bonus, and uh, we have sent a message to administration very clear, clear, clearly mm-hmm. that we don't want it. What was the recommendation? Oh, uh, let Some people are already there. Let's grandfather let them, let them, it like, in. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? And I asked the question. I said, "Is this written down anywhere in the contract?" Uh, no. I say, why are we talking about? I said, well, but unions during the uh, bargaining, they're still going to use that to mm-hmm. talk about because that's a hi- his historical reason. I say, so as long as we're doing something for a long time, so it's okay. Yes. It's just like talking about before. Okay, you have slave before just because of history, right? Mm-hmm. So we can have now the day. No, time has changed cut that
1: off. Yeah, we've got to cut. We've got to start cutting and uh, we can't just be spending like every year next to $90 million. It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, we've we got to cut our budget. We've got to start uh, cutting uh, uh, subcontracting out more work. We should not be in the asphalt business. We should not be in the gravel business. I talked to a guy in my office yesterday. I'm always, my door is always open to listen to mm. business leaders of uh, Calgary and he said, Joe, I can save you guys $3 bucks off the bat just in your parks. Mm. And I'm like, go well, give it to me. So we're doing a couple of demos. We're talking and uh, the asphalt department Same thing. Our concrete division, we should be looking out and subcontracting out more work. A detour
0: through the day's news, up-to-the-minute helicopter traffic, and global sky tracker weather. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. We are continuing the YYC Roundtable, the series, once a month. We're aiming for the first Thursday of every month, except for next month because the first Thursday is the second of... January and most of you will all be away on tropical vacations yeah, while right. on oh, the taxpayer Award, dime and all, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so we're going to aim for January 9th, I think is the uh, the next counselor roundtable. But let's fire into this one. I know there's a couple of calls. We'll get to those in a second. Are you happy that we finally got around to opening up the conversation at the very least around the tax shift? Yeah.
1: That we Absolutely. finally are starting I, to see I, some. Movement I am there. a big fan of that, but you know what? I would like to have more support on our proposal of the fifty million dollars, where we didn't have to put the burden on anybody. It would have been a flat transition, fifty million, no increase on no, it. It would have been stable, and uh, yeah, we got to get to that uh, forty-eight, fifty-two, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Jody's been saying. A lot of the other councilors and I agree, a hundred percent. But uh, we could have got there a lot easier with a fifty million dollar cut. It's just like your household, Joe. You know, if you want to go down that vacation, a tropical vacation, mm-hmm. and you just can't afford it, you're not going to put it on your credit card and pay for it when you get back. That's how I do it in my household. I want to pay it up front. And uh, I'll cut whatever I can cut to make that achievable. Yeah. I asked this one off-air, and I'll ask it on-air as well. Is,
0: is there any worry from the two of you that we go down a bit of a rabbit hole by cutting $50 million? And the reason being is, uh, let's say in six months – uh, provincial government comes back with another budget and says, hey, we're taking even more police revenue uh, Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. And you're left in a lurch where now all of a sudden you are having to cut at the bone for your essential services.
2: Well, do I look at it? This is a time to cut. If we cannot do it at this time, we can do it any other time. For example, we also also ask for five percent possibly on wage cuts on the unions. And uh, I believe Joe and I and some other counselor we also said that, is that, hey, if they want to go on strike at this day and age, go ahead. They will be crucified by the mm-hmm. public, right? And we said, please, just take wage cut. Those people emailed us up to 30% wage cut and days off, too, instead of working five days, maybe three or four. And everybody, we had to roll this boat together right. in the same direction
1: you yeah, know other yeah. unions are all brothers and sisters you know at the end of the day they're not <laughs> they all want to cut each other's throat you know if you don't want your colleague working next to you they're going to be laid off Wouldn't you want to take a 1.5 percent reduction or not take that raise mm-hmm. you know they always say we're brothers and we stick together well and sisters well you know what at the end of the day they're not they just look after themselves
2: and there's another elephant in the room is that that defying Benefit. We mm. talked about it before. And uh, Joe and I, and uh, we are working on a motion to, to possibly change to a defined contribution. There's something a lot of people talk about it. You guys have a golden, golden pension, golden this ticket. and that, yep. right? So, def- defined contribution is almost the same, but is that you don't get a certain amount of money when you retire. Right. Depends how you invest. Okay, so, we, we probably going to, uh, this motion will come up next year.
0: Let's go to the phone lines 403 974 8255. We've got a question for the two counselors, and we're going to start things off. I believe this is Greg. Greg, what's um, on your mind? What question do you have for the two counselors?
2: Um, well, first off, I want to say they're doing a great job, uh,
1: as well as DeMong and Farkas, the only four that need to stay. Uh, but my question is. We hear all this talk, uh, guys, about a, a, organizational review of every department to to save money. Is, is that going ahead, or is that just a pipe dream?
0: We'll, well put my, on hold uh, for a
1: second and let you answer. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think it is a pipe dream, and uh, that's exactly what we got to start doing. Going by, by department by department and start cutting some of the unessentials that they need don't need. Councilor Chu.
2: Yeah. So definitely, we have to look at everything, all options on the table, and it's. N- we, we don't have choice. In this day and age, we have to do that. Yeah, we have to show people that we actually listen to them, we care about them, and we're going to look after their
1: purse. And also, the administration should not give us a, the budget exactly a week before. Doing, mm-hmm. by, by department... By- I think I lost Greg
0: there. Uh, 403-974-8255. Questions for the councillors. We go to Austin. Austin, what would you like to talk about here with counselors?
2: councillors? Hi there, folks. Um, I want to start by saying thank you for all the work you guys are doing. Uh, Councillor Joe, Maglioka, uh, Sean Chu, Jeremy Farkas, and Peter DeMong. Um, I'm a university student, and, you know, I look at all the, the high tax rates and everything that's happening in our city right now, and I'm wondering, is Calgary a place I'm going to want to stay when I finish my degree? And I couldn't tell you, and I know a lot of my friends feel the same way. So what are you guys doing to help keep young folks here in the city?
1: Well, hey, great question. Uh, You know what? We have another election in 2021. That would probably change your mind after that. (laughs) But uh, you know what? We've got to attract more businesses. We need young talent. Right now we do have the youngest talent workforce uh, in North America. I believe it's the age about 30 to 35. And uh, we're going to keep that dream of yours alive, buddy.
2: In my my opinion, is that we want to keep the tax low. You know, some people say that uh, Alberta Advantage is basically gone, mm-hmm. and it's a wrong thing to do. I said, why? That's a good thing to to have lower tax. If we have the lowest tax, you hear uh, uh, many uh, uh, the mayor always say, "Oh, we're the lowest tax in this in uh, in North America." It's not true. When you add up all the other fees and others, that like right. Councillor Keating proved that. Right? He said, it's actually uh, uh, we we're taxed more than." Uh,
0: uh, the average. Right. I am curious, uh, real quick answers. We've got to take a quick time out for helicopter traffic, but I want to get a, a sense here on, do you believe Calgary is the right place to invest in? It and is. The, and the reason being, Mary Moran came out and said, Wexit weighed in on the decision by one, one com- company. And I'd say, I think it's more than that. I think it's the geopolitical arguments that you're seeing from province to feds, feds to province, province to municipal, municipal to feds. Like everybody seems to be arguing. So do you still think Calgary is a, a place of opportunity?
1: Oh, well, I agree. 100%, you know, and the Kenny government has taken the steps to make sure that happens for all of Alberta and including Calgary. You know, he was reducing, reducing corporate taxes and how are we going to attract more businesses here and to invest is lowering taxes, not raising taxes and scaring people away. We got we got everything down here. We got, we have, we're gonna have a new event center. <laughs> you know, we'll we get a beautiful international airport. We got great destinations through WestJet and Air Canada, and that all attracts everybody here too. You know, people don't move to Calgary because we got great roads and great sewer and great water and all that. They come here also for the rest of the uh, entertainment. <laughs>
0: From Montgomery to Minneapolis and everywhere in between, he's taking the pulse of the city. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Into our final segment of episode two of the YYC Roundtable featuring councillors Joe Maglioka and Sean Chu. Thanks, guys, for coming in and hey, doing no this problem. first off. Second off, thanks for taking some calls as well. We thought we'd introduce this aspect of it as well and we wanted to get to Frank right off the bat here. Frank, what's your question for the councillors?
1: The question is, the C.D. Howe Institute gave the city of Calgary a D-minus for their accounts. Do the councillors agree it might be a good idea for each uh, department in the city to produce individual accounts, which could be made public and be held at a public forum for scrutiny?
0: Straightforward and to the point,
2: Boy, Frank.
1: Frank, great idea. Let's uh, Let's work on something like that.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. Definitely.
1: For sure. Be transparent. Well, and you and uh, the three of us were talking during
0: the news there as well about this notion of zero-based budgeting reviews, Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. seems to have been an idea that happened for a while and then kind of fizzled out. Is that something that maybe to give the average taxpayer a little bit more of a sense of what we need versus what we want? Maybe that's what we need to do?
2: Well, I I think, um, in my opinion... Only is that uh, I think we, it, it take, takes too long mm-hmm. to, to get a result back. I, I believe that we do about one or two business units per year, and I think it's too slow. We should do more,
0: definitely. You, through those that you have done, do you find that you're finding savings out of that?
2: Well, see, the thing is that it's not zero-based budgeting, okay. but
0: just review.
1: Right.
2: right. And then you have to go through it. And there's some saving and mm-hmm. some suggestions. They're good, and um, I, I, but definitely we should do
1: more of those. Oh, agreed, hundred uh, percent. You know, we do it at our household. We got to do it to City Hall too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the uh, the budget review that we do, it's not really, it's not really functioning great. It, right. We got to get in there. We got to tell administration, the bureaucrats, you know what? Hey, listen, here's five percent. We want you to take it out of the budget. You find the deficiencies and then come back and report to us. That's how it should be done because they know where they're – I know the employees. We should have suggestion boxes. We mm-hmm. should have stuff like that. I can tell you that we can save more than $50 million. Out of a billion dollars, we can save more than $50 million.
2: See, I hear a lot of people talking about middle management. Tons. And then mm-hmm. we heard that all the time you have manager, manager, another manager, supervisor, looking after supervisor. That's the middle we have to yeah. do something about. Yeah, we've got to shrink. And that. not the front line. Mm-hmm. Like we have to tell the administration is that you can you're gonna cut this amount of money, but without hurting the front line. But administration is a bureaucracy. Guess what they do? They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna cut hurt you the most. Yeah. You're gonna get most uh, 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 rip correspondence email telling you don't do it.
1: I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we ask for cuts, the first thing they want to cut is frontline services. They play with the heartstrings of the citizens. You know, we don't need to cut central services. We don't need to cut our nine one one transit and police and fire. There's other places we can cut. We our our five percent uh, reduction we, we proposed. It was going to put service back in transit. We're going to we put the budget back in for police, fire. There is other places we can find the fifty million dollars. Counselors, I'm very appreciative of
0: your time. Thanks so much for spending the hour with us on the second edition of the roundtable. Uh, best of luck uh, throughout your your uh, arguments, I'll call them that, <sighs> around the council table. And uh, have a great Christmas if I don't see Thank you, you beforehand. Yeah, Merry you Christmas betcha. to you Merry and all Christmas. your listeners. Counselors Joe Maglioka and Sean Chu here on the YYC Roundtable in Calgary today.